Hello, welcome to the spiritual travels of a firewolf. This is Christy Bellage and it is Saturday and I am recording at 12.06, Saturday, March 19th, the last day of Pisces season. And I wanted to do this episode impromptu, which is kind of my favorite way of doing my podcast episodes, just whenever I feel like it, however I feel like it. I've been playing around and with, you know, days of uploading and I realized over the last few months that this podcast would have to change event- eventually. I've been calling this my open mic podcast for the longest time. And don't mind me, I've been working with some vocal issues, so if you've been listening over the last few weeks, I have all, I have tea, I have hot water, and I'm just going to have to deal with it if it arises, um, but I'll keep the recorder on. Um, <clears throat> and apologies, I have a lot of honey in this tea, which is probably bad for in, like sugar levels, but it's also what's been helping. Um, Texas weather is weird, and it is not so easy on my vocal cords although you know the ups and downs of my my literal diet is also not so easy on my vocal cords so between starting riding horses again and the arena dust and uh texas weather texas allergies which are a real thing and also you know I've been cleaning up my diet, but then I have weeks where I go on binges. I'm like one of those binge eaters that if I restrict myself too much, then I'll go all out on like a Friday night. And it's when I'm in a period, it's it's a real thing. So, you know, in a lot of ways, the last month or so between Pisces season has been like trying to clean up my nutrition, but then all hell went loose when I got my period this week and it just like all I wanted was everything I had been restricting myself from so a lot of this nutrition journey is recognizing how much of a mental journey this is and as soon as the hormones start moving through and they're like oh my god bitch you're hungry that's one to like that's been a journey too so this is what this podcast is going to be for it's just these weird strange thoughts that I have and I'm going to have a home for them, which is here. Um, because the Spiritual Travels of a Firewolf, which is originally started off as the Firewolf podcast, uh, which originally started out as the Mother of All Wounds, um, I changed that name, uh, was like this experiment that was formed during a psychedelic journey in the desert. And a wolf was chilling with me and just telling me to a mother wolf was just like hey start this podcast now and so I don't want to abandon this baby I don't want to abandon this channel so I will be doing these kinds of podcasts on this channel um I do have a solid the solid amount of you that stuck like thank you for sticking for two years because this has not grown to like the size of you know what a lot of podcasts are and I just 
went with it. But the fact that people are sticking around, I really appreciate it. It's been, I call it a small but mighty journey. So I know that a lot of us are on this journey out there. You know, this this podcast is pretty serious, but I want to kind of, you know, start talking to more people. And I'm going to talk today a little bit about comedy journey because my comedy journey on this podcast has taken me from you know, being in the middle of the rural desert in Joshua Tree, California, right up against the marine base. I lived right off of the marine base. The mountains were what divided me. We had a mountain range right behind the house I was living in. I was out in the middle of the desert. I mean, it was all, all of the roads were sand. I had my old car, Moon Wolf, which was my blue Hyundai that I was on the road in. I legit recorded podcasts when I was on living in my car, in that car. So that was the podcast studio. And I kept it moving and I kept artwork going. I have this little artwork app. It's not fancy, but I was like, I'm going to try and just look as professional as possible when everything is falling apart. I mean, There were times, like, I had a lot of car trouble when I was out on the road, and there were times I would just be in, like, Dutch Brothers parking lots, like, with a cup of coffee, talking into this phone, and I can't abandon a podcast like that. I just, I can't leave this behind. The Firewolf is a symbol for me in that, you know, when I lived in New York City and I was going through a psychedelic awakenings. I was going through my Saturn return. I was going through everything. The wolf has always been a power. I I don't want to like, I don't want to culturally appropriate or in in the wrong way because, you know, animal totems are native symbols and I am not a Native American. Um, But the wolf is an extremely powerful symbol for me wolves, horses, bears, this year ducks for some reason, mallard ducks, Um, we had like a duck come visit at my apartment building when I was subletting one of the apartments and then I got the apartment I'm in now, like it was effortless and a duck, we have a pool here which sounds super fancy but you know for those who live in LA or live in Vegas or live in the Southwest, it's pretty standard for apartments to have like a pool there. It's just kind of part of it. So we have like this, this pool and it was like a wintry day in Texas. And it was December of last year. And this female mallard duck just appeared at the pool and she was only there for one day. There had been It was one of those days where Texas flights, everything got diverted out of Texas because of all of the bad weather, and it was, like, icy. And um, she must have, like, been on a flight journey or whatever. And she was chilling by the pool the whole day. And I woke up, I thought somebody had, like, a duck call for, like, their dog. And there's just this duck. And I work, my day job is from home. So, like, the whole day, I just hear this duck, like, quacking the whole day. And it was really cool. It felt, like, you feel 
there are certain days you wake up and you feel things. You feel like something important's happening, something's brewing in the sky, but I just don't know how to describe it. And I feel like she was this manifestation because she came in right before Jupiter. Jupiter entered Pisces at the end of December of last year. And I feel like she was this sort of literally, like there's a show here called Lucky Duck in Austin. And, um, I really do feel like she was this duck that was just like letting the building know, Hey, Jupiter's about to enter Pisces. I got you. It is about, you know, if you think about it, it is about, you know, we, Oh, I'm going to cry saying this. See, this is the podcast where I'm going to be able to go and cry and let my Pisces Mercury, like have her say, but you know, a lot of comedians, this is a, this is a podcast for comics, so I, I don't know what I'm going to call it, but like, a lot of us had to migrate, and I, I keep thinking about bird migration, because I watch like different bird species, like even when I moved here, I watched, there's this particular species of grackle, and grackles alone are absolutely savages, they are savages, I respect this bird species, um, so much, um, you know, I know that, that in the bird community, they're seen as, like, these kind of bullies, it's just, fuck that, like, these birds are fucking savages, like, savages, and they're everywhere in Texas, and I watch how they hunt, they're hunters, so, like, I've, I've watched them before, and I'm like, how could you not respect these birds? Like, they are fucking hustlers. Like, they are a, they're the, they're like a mafia. And you watch them and you're like, these are, they're, they're surviving. And yeah, they're, they might be seen as aggressive, but this is, this is how their family rolls. <laughs> this is how they roll. And they roll hard you know, and it's not like, and ducks, I feel like I've been obsessed with ducks since I was a kid, you know, but because where I grew up, I grew up, you know, Maryland, Chesapeake Bay, like duck hunting, I guess is like a huge thing, but you know, it was more the the dynamic between dogs and duck hunting and retrievers and, you know, how certain retrieve, you know, Labradors and golden retrievers and pointers and, um, what is it? Uh, what is it? The Irish, I don't know what I'm thinking of. There are these, are they pointers? If somebody's a dog person, I don't remember what breed of dog, but they're, they're duck hunter bred. And I don't know why I'm talking about this, but it's just like, you know, there is this art form to that form of hunting. Like, there's different... Why am I talking about hunting? I guess, why did this duck brought me to hunting? But that's how I feel about comedy in general. You know, comedy historically... They're like, oh, it began and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Comedy has been around since preaching has been around. Um, Comedy has been around since philosophers have 
have been pontificating in front of crowds. You know, comedy is probably what preachers, you know, whether you believe in Jesus or not, you know, prophets used. It's the art of speaking, tribal speaking, communication, um, the art form of word and voice and sound has been around since the beginning of voice and sound. So it's tough when, like, an era of comedy we literally watched die before us in 2020. Whether people agree or not, you know, a specific era of comedy had to transform. 2020 had no uh, choice but to create death, to create transformation, to create this rebirth cycle that we're going through. So, you know, this duck comes around announcing, in my opinion, she's announcing Jupiter entering Pisces. To anybody who will listen in my apartment building on in December of last year. Now, that's just a small example, but these synchronicities align for all of us, you know, and she was by herself. And I think about this, you know, ducks migrate, all birds migrate south for the winter. I mean, some are residents of their pond or their lake or whatever. But for the most part, specific species of birds migrate to specific places and they always remember where to go. In my case, I have never been to Texas, but yet I had a family member of mine who used to live in Texas and I just know where to go. Like, it's so weird. It's like, all I heard all my life was how this person would like, all they wanted to do was live in Texas. All they wanted to do was go back to Texas. All they wanted to do was drive across Texas. And here I am like in Texas, just never been on the roads here before, never been here before, you know, the first time I moved here. And it just like, oh, okay, I know how to be here. It's like, I do really strongly believe like, when they say, like, certain butterflies or certain species of birds, like, just know how to migrate and where to go, it is ingrained in their genetics. And when comedy, I just remember when everything was closing up in LA and being in this apartment building with a family who was a very sweet family, it's just that you know, to be in a quarantine situation where nobody knew what was going on and you're stuck in a family dynamic and it's not your family and then the fighting and then the pressure and then you start feeling all the other people's stress. I had to get out of my LA apartment and find a place that was right for me. I didn't, like at that time in LA and I'm sure for New York it's the same way because I've talked to comics you know, that I know from New York, that were still in New York, and comics that have left New York. And it it was, you know, even worse COVID-wise in New York, because everybody's very much on top of each other. But it's my intuition and trusting my intuition to leave LA when I did. And to go back when I did. And, you know, 
a lot of my journey has been because I wanted to get a job at the comedy store. And a lot of great things occurred, and I've talked about this so much, but honestly, that's what this podcast probably is about, is for me to talk about this. So I'm just putting this information out there, and for whoever, you know, if you're listening to it and it's a repeat, I understand. I'm literally just following my intuition, which said, press record, it's Saturday morning, or it's Saturday afternoon, drink your tea and talk. So I'm just recording, talking, and legit uploading right after I talk. So this is just what I need to say. And whoever listens to it, understand like we are all on this journey, like, and I'm falling off the chair, but it's, we're all on this journey of our own thing. And comedy for me has been, the obstacles of stand-up have been my family is embarrassed about it. We don't talk about it. They're never going to see me do stand-up. It's like this alternate world that I live in by myself, yet it is all of my world. And I love it. Um, I've sabotaged myself in it way too many times. You know, and I've watched the art change. You know, right now, OnlyFans is huge. A lot of the women that I came up with have started OnlyFans and are fucking thriving on OnlyFans. I'm not somebody that can do that. <laughs> like, I can't get naked on a camera. I don't think people would want to... I think more people would want to... And I know this is like the old joke, but I really don't think people would want to pay to see me nude. I think people would want to pay me to put, you know, to like hide by... I don't know, like... It's just not my vibe, but yet I respect it so much. Like, I respect the art form of the fact that, you know, the sex industry is absolutely thriving right now for a lot of people, and people have found their freedom through that, which I am all for financial freedom, especially, you know, for people who have gone through the ringer of life, and especially if you have anxiety, it gives you that independence it gives you that self-respect in a lot of ways um it gives you that ability to take control of your body and especially for people who've gone through trauma like I feel like OnlyFans and a lot of the pages that are subscription for people you know it's a way to really heal that trauma and I respect that hustle um but it's been a really tough a journey for me because I can't I can't rest on my sexuality at all and so finding my voice in a world where people literally tell you you're too ugly to do this you know is tough um and it's not for sympathy like I'm lit like sometimes you say these things and people are like oh Christy but you're so no like I'm looking at this from a very strong business perspective of like, I get what I am, now how do I work with what I am, right? I'm a normal looking, you know, I'm on this journey, I love the road more than anything in the world, I come from a very nice home, Um, you know, I saw a meme the other day that was like, 
if you grew up like this, you shouldn't have an opinion, <laughs> basically. If you grew up in a house that looked like this, you shouldn't have an opinion. Um, and I beg to differ because it depends on when people bought a house, you know, what kind of market it was bought in, you know, how much debt they're in. Like, there's a lot of factors that go into, like, a house might look pretty and shiny from the outside, but does the plumbing work on the inside? Is there only one shower working because we're still, you know, the family's still trying to f- pay off debt? Um, you know, how, what's the family's view on money in general? You know, there's a lot of dynamics that go into people's lives. So it's tough because, yeah, I didn't have gunshots going off in my neighborhood, but I have lived in neighborhoods. You know, I've had to sleep with weapons in my car in truck stops like do I do I recognize that at some point I could have called my family and went back to them absolutely and did I have to do that after my car accident and was it hell absolutely but it was you know and I'm very aware that this journey for comics is different for every comic but one thing that I can always rest on is my work ethic you know, the problem is we live in such a hustler society that we're taught that if you don't, if you stop at any point, that you're worthless. Um, I come from a family that was like, the motto was like, if we don't stop hustling, the poor house is right around the corner. So for, for me, like this comedy journey has literally been like, oh, you chose to go to the poor house. Well, okay, have fun with that. And so a lot of the struggle I think that this podcast helps me with is, you know, I have my vision board here. Let me put on my glasses. (laughs) I have glasses right now because my eyes have changed over the years. Um, Guilt-free and pursuing my dreams. So I have it written on my vision board because, you know, a lot of times people following their journey there's a lot of guilt whether you have a family that doesn't agree with what you're doing or say you have to accept less pay than maybe what you're trained in and you know there's guilt around that there's a lot of factors that go into pursuing your dreams and jumping in blind a lot of the times. You know, I saw this video with Robert Green, and he's like, the money will come later if you follow your dreams. And I agree with that statement in many ways. Um, in many ways, like, I had to accept <clears throat> this day job that I have right now, even though it pains, it pains my soul every single day to have to be there um but knowing the freedom that you know being able to eat meals every day and know that I'm going to be able to eat meals every day and keep a roof over my head and create this little podcast studio that I'm from home that I'm trying uh to work through is also part of the process you know accepting that you know a lot of and then there's the inverse because in the comedy community 
you know, there's the mentor level of comics who are at a specific level that are like, I walked both up, you know, and I, I get it. Like, there's a certain way of like, when you hear comics that are like, you know what I did to get there. And it's like, we all did something to get there. Like, you know, what is it? Walk up both hills, both way uphill, both ways in the snow. Like that kind of free from regrets. I walked up both I walked uphill both ways in the snow. Like it's like, yeah, I get it, but we are all walking. I mean, now comics are migrating like this duck. So I'm gonna get back to the ducks because I see it this way. This particular generation of comics, you know, I feel like I was left back in school because a lot of the people I came up with are now have specials out on TV shows and things like that. And I almost like intentionally, I realized recently, like if I really, really, really believed in myself, I could have gotten a lot further if I just got out of my own fucking way. And isn't that like the number one thing for everybody is like, how do we get in our own fucking way? And I'm so guilty of the self-sabotage. And a lot of it has to do with, like, not feeling like I deserve good things. And it's this duck sitting on a pool, like, ledge in December of 2021. For some reason that day, anytime I would hear this duck, I would just be like, she has a message. I don't know what she's trying to say, but she has a freaking message here. And I thought about bird migration and how New York and LA could only, only hold that energy for so long until it was going to crumble. And I'm not saying that these aren't, these aren't cities that are still standing and strong and hold power, but I do feel like, you know, based on the lunar transits based on, you know, other transits. Texas is where the migration has to change. When the weather changes, the migration changes. And if the world, if the earth is going through global changes, both spiritually, you know, the spiritual comes out into the physical. I'm having throat problems. Well, spiritually, I'm going through a change. Physically, my hormones are changing. You know, I can't keep up with the way I used to eat in New York City where I walked, you know, what is it? Over five miles a day. I mean that, you know, you can eat pretty much anything when you're walking over five miles plus per day. And now, you know... And even when I was in LA, I was walking about like three miles per day, three to four, depending. So it's just the migration patterns have changed. And in comedy, in the comedy journey, what I was looking for in LA, I'm actually finding here, which is like camaraderie, which is like people, for example, I have really bad panic attacks. I have to push through them. They're tough. It's social panic attacks. 
being in a crowded room is really hard for me. It's always been really hard for me. And a lot of the things that have held me back in stand-up is not being able to handle being around a lot of people in the physical way. So I've had to really push myself through that here. And yet at the same time, these are people who really care about stand-up, who really care about the joke, who really care about, you know, I, I was able to message somebody today and be like, hey, you saw me last night. I got up at 100, 146 a.m. There were still people there. You know, what did I do wrong? And they sent me like this long paragraph of just like, hey, I've really, you know, this is what I heard. Like, this is a part of the jokes I heard. This is what I saw with your energy. Like, these are the things that I haven't had in years. And so for anybody who knocks down Austin, you know, a lot of the people who knock down Austin are, are touring headliners who maybe forgot about these stages of comedy, you know, and don't fucking knock it unless you're in the grind is my, like, this is my middle finger statement to those comics that are knocking it down. Like, yeah, I have a video up about beta males migrating to Austin, which is also true, but I do want to say, like, what I found here is something that I needed to wake up again to, which is joke writing again, like being able to love joke writing again. I don't think I can do joke writing with my tits out on OnlyFans. Um, but I do want to say, you know, the gratitude I have now is like my day job for some fucking reason is kind of like this faded job. I don't know why I'm there, but I I got this job a couple of months back in 2021. Um, I was like, this would be the most, if I have to take a day job, I need one that doesn't drain my energy so I can go out and do stand-up at night. That was my goal. When I got the job, I knew how hard it was going to be, so I was like, from this month to this month, you have to focus on this day job, even though it's going to be painful. You're going to see people posting flyers. You're going to want to die. You're going to see that the, you know, the comedy clubs you wish you were at are still up and running. You're going to want to be there. You just got to focus for this chunk of time to figure out how to do this day job well so that you can balance it out in, in, from a certain month forward. So, you know, I had to prioritize this day job because I had specific goals. I had to buy a car. I had to get a a roof over my head. You know, it's been, it's been a good eight years of living on couches, living with people, having, and when you've had a very, very heavy period and you've lived with dudes and you have to really like work with that and also work with things it's it's like around you know I'm at the age now where I'm like I can only tolerate I I I can do that on the road but for my long-term living situation it's a no for now um so I had these goals I had to hit before a specific month and I hit these goals and a week ago I got an email at my day job and they were because the one thing that I've been needing for 
years is a computer. I have been doing all of this on a cell phone. And even before I had this cell phone that I have, which is the fanciest piece of technology, um, I had an iPhone 6 for the longest time. And before I had an iPhone 6, which was, which I acquired, unfortunately, through a dog walking job, um, because they had to buy it for me because I had been using like an AT&T like burner phone for years. Like it was so embarrassing. Everybody had all their phones, they're doing all their things. And I had like this AT&T, like there were times when I was in New York City that I would not have service for a week. Like it was embarrassing. So my first introduction to having like a smartphone has been very new. It's been less than, I think it's like 2017, which is so, it's, well, I had, I had an Android when I was in science, but that phone, like my, my technology, like I do feel like steps behind, um, in certain ways because the hustle and grind of being a comic, you just go through these and like embarrassing things where it's like things that might seem so natural and easy to other people like (laughs) when I acquired my first phone it was just so I could use an app so I could dog walk you know and when I left the company it it I was able to keep the phone but it was a long story of like also shame and guilt like how dare you leave this job you know and having to pay for it in the end and again the embarrassing stories of being a comic and the embarrassing things that happen in these day jobs that you just take as survival jobs and then the embarrassing fights that happen when you leave that job it's like oh gosh <laughs> like Ah, New York City is a, New York City is just one of those places where, you know, you could work for this startup tech dog walking company that you literally walk dogs that people that like work for Citigroup and all this shit. And when you leave because you're not making enough money and you're like, I'm standing up for myself and they're like, how dare you? You can't leave this job. And you're like, I am right now in real time saying, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, those kinds of things are not easy to talk about, but they're also kind of hilarious when you look back on them at the end of the day, because it's like, at the end of the day, you're picking up shit and, and putting a leash on a dog. It doesn't need to be political, you know, but at the end of the day, it becomes political. So I've definitely, uh, fucked up a lot of, a lot of, uh, along the way, but this past week, like it's been weird at this day job because for all of the hate that I've had in my heart over the years, like I'll turn inward and if something's wrong, I like blame myself. So like with the dog walking company, for example, I was one of the most sought after dog walkers because I was good and because I had vet tech experience. 
Now, what I didn't realize at the time was because I needed a salary so bad, because I needed paycheck so bad, I didn't realize that was a leverage point. And to be like, hey, I have um, inject, you know, I can inject uh, medications, I can give out medications, I can do vet tech work, and also be a dog walker. I didn't realize that was a point of them not taking so much out of my paycheck and taking, you know, it, it, these are the things you learn the hard way, both as a comic, both as a business owner, both as, you know, things like that. And having to recognize that hustle of being like taken advantage of because I'm a nice person and because I want, because I want to help and I want to be good and I want to do a good job. You know, learning that the hard way, I definitely learned from walking dogs in Brooklyn. Um, taking on too many, too many clients, taking on too many house sits, taking on, although a lot of the times I wouldn't have a place to sleep and when I got a house sit, it would be like, oh, for four days I know where I'm sleeping in one place. So... There's a give and take to that too. But a week ago, I got an email from my manager at my day job and they were like, you're doing a great job. Just to let you know, the company bonuses that are going out, like we're giving you one, which was crazy because I had just started at the company and I was like, for so many years, I'm like, I'm the dumbest person on the face of this earth. Like, and even at this job, I've had literal times where I've had to like step back and be like, Do, are they all going to figure out, you know, that I'm just what I am and what, you know, all these people have homes and families and like, I don't like, I feel like this fucking freak. So when I got this bonus, I was like, I have been saving and saving and saving since 2019. I had like this small this the savings that I never touched for a computer. And I was like, when I can get a computer, I will touch this no matter what, no matter how hungry I am, no matter how, if I don't know where I'm going to be able to sleep, no matter what goes on, this is for the computer, no matter what happens. And this week I got a computer and now I can do what I've always been wanting to do, which is to start a podcast on video, basically, and to start, I want to say the podcast I've been wanting to do, which not that this is not the podcast. It's just that this podcast was birthed out of, out of 2020. And I, it was like, this is an experiment, so I'm going to leave this podcast up as an experiment. This has been a long 39 minutes of me just basically saying, I'm not leaving the spiritual travels of a firewolf um, at all um, behind. I know I had a, another podcast that honestly had higher listenership and still does to this day. Like when I went back into the files, I'm like, damn, I'm getting, it's like still organically getting people, but yet I stuck with this podcast, um, just because of my intuition said I needed to. 
And I don't know why. (laughs) Because there were times when I would look at my listenership and be like, why are you putting this out there? You were literally putting your guts and your blood out onto a, on a recorder. This is a blog podcast. It, at the end of the day, like, because I've changed my mind a thousand times on this podcast. I have embarrassed myself on this podcast. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the comedy store and do an audition during an eclipse, a total solar eclipse that or lunar eclipse that's on my moon direct conjunction move to LA and expect that I'm gonna actually like I don't know I went through PTSD on this podcast I went through my PTSD whole thing my EMDR trying to just learn how to drive after my accident again like it's been a lot of like embarrassing embarrassments um but I guess that's all part of life I don't know, like, I just feel like sometimes I'm, I want to be a good comic so bad, but I literally will take the road where it's like, hey, why don't you go and just like walk into that tree and then get stuck in the branches where other people are like, why don't we go down this road instead? And I'm like, but the branches are so pretty. And then I get stuck in them, you know? So... I don't have a formal date um, for my video podcast yet. I have a name for my video podcast. Um, And before I announce anything, because I don't know, I'm, I'm dorky like this, but this name has been with me since I was a dog walker. And I was like, oh, that's, and it's been on my vision board for the last year. And I didn't realize that this is what has been in, like, it's so interesting spiritually when you see um, things have just been unfolding and you've just not, you have to get to a specific specific point with that. So I'm going to be starting this Sunday with just my live stream Um, So that's tomorrow, March 20th. I'll be on Instagram live for an extension of, so there was the Pisces season project with my friend Andrea Wellness, um, Clemente, Andrea Clemente of Andrea Wellness. I'll be starting the Aries project for just Sunday lives. Um, So that will be every Sunday during Aries season. So that's March 20th through April the 17th. Um, and there is no, this is, the dates will be announced soon, but look out on all social media forums for Trust Your Glitter, which I'm so excited about. I'm, I don't know what this journey is going to look like, but Trust Your Glitter is something that came through um, as like trust, trust your intuition, trust your gut, trust, you know, everything that's going on. And I feel like when you follow the journey of intuition, it doesn't look, it, 
there are branches, there are brambles, there is blood and guts and tears and everything. It's the journey of like, you know, everybody's doing this because everybody's doing this, but you're doing this because your gut is saying, well, why don't you go over here? Everybody's in LA. Why don't you drive an hour to Killeen on a Saturday to do, you know, seven minutes? You know, because your gut is telling you, you have to be there. You know, everybody's going to this comedy club in San Diego and you've got to drive across the desert instead. It's not going to make sense now, but your guides are telling you to do it. Like, everybody's got this in their life. I'm nothing like, I'm not different from any, but like, there's no, it, it, everybody has these intuitive pulls. It's just if we, if we resist them, then bullshit happens. And sometimes we have intuitive pulls and bullshit still happens because we were meant to go through that bullshit. So I hope this podcast helps somebody today. Just watch out on social media. I will be uh, announcing dates about Trust Your Glitter, the podcast. And I'm going to have some guests on. Um, and I'm going to be starting to go on Twitch, which is my OnlyFans. <laughs> it's my happy medium for OnlyFans because I am, uh, you know, it's where my intuition sending me. So with that, enjoy your Saturday. I will be live on March 20th, which is our spring equinox welcome to airy season i will also be bringing guests on that live but tomorrow's live is going to be solo um and the theme of airy season that i keep my intuition just keeps saying like this is the mantra for airy season for this live stream it doesn't mean it's going to be the mantra for everybody's you know but for this particular how i'm going to kind of work with this live stream is to work with this mantra because I feel like Aries is all about taking charge and um, so I'm going to work with that a little bit. I'll, I'll be discussing the mantra tomorrow and um, look out for that live stream on Trust Your Glitter on Instagram. That will be at 1.30 Eastern Time 12.30 Central Time, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time. So thank you so much. Have a great day.